Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here once again with Megan Brooks. Hey! And we are talking about Black Widow. Yes. Um... If some of you guys, if you do follow me on Instagram, you can follow this podcast at Movies and Mocha's Pod on Instagram. Uh, I'm starting a new thing since movie theaters are opening up where when I go to see a movie, I'm going to do an Instagram live afterwards um, and I'm going to call them first impressions because you know how you go to a theater and you finish it and you just have all these thoughts about it. Like it's not just me, right? Oh, no, definitely not. It's I we went to go see it together and the minute the credits started rolling, I you just started talking. I started talking. Yeah, and I had thoughts. To and say. I go, I I always joke that I'm socially awkward and I don't like talking to strangers. But the one time you'll see me talking to a stranger is when I'm exiting a movie and I hear other people talking about the movie and yeah, I'm like, and I just have to jump in, in with your own because it's the only time I can talk to people. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I was like, oh, I'll just talk to a screen because I already talked to a microphone. Mm-hmm. Why not just talk to another invisible audience? Right. And uh, I, so I'm going to start doing, I'm calling them first impressions. It is my first thoughts as I'm walking out of a theater. And what I really want to try to do is go to the movies with people. Try to be more socially, uh, I don't know, adept. Yeah, no, just more social now just that we social. Like, can be. Well, one of the first things I did when I moved here to Nashville is I literally went to the movies by myself. I mean, I've gone to the movies by myself. I started going to the movies no so much by myself by that the guy at the ticket counter at the Regal handed me the crowns card and said, I think you need this. <laughs> and it's and now I have Regal Unlimited. It's thank you guy who decided that I was, I was say, I mean, that's a real lonely enough right there. <laughs> that he kept seeing me come by myself and was like, you should take this. It's like, I think you want to save yeah, some money save here. Save some money. You're here a lot <laughs> by yourself. Like, Take this. Uh, so, uh, follow uh, a very broken conversation to say, follow Movies and Mocha's pod on Instagram. I try to give them at least the day of notice of when I'm going to go see a movie. Um, if I'm going to do first impressions of it, uh, I'll go Instagram live. And um, I'll always try to bring someone with me now. And that person, I'm trying to be whoever is going to talk a full length episode with me on the podcast. These first impressions are um, just like the quick, like just getting all your thoughts out right away. And then we'll follow it up with a podcast episode of the new movie. Um, so all that to say, Megan came with me. We saw Black Widow at the 5 p.m. premiere Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I, we saw it in IMAX. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she joined me with my first impressions if anyone has watched it. And now we're going to dive into the movie. Yeah. And I, I was saying before we started recording that this is, I feel like, uh, so this is episode five, the fifth episode I've done with you. Yes. And I feel like with all the previous ones, aside from the Avengers, which we did not expect literally to do. Literally off until, the cuff. L- literally off the cuff. AJ was like, I have time to do another one. We and like, we what wa- movie can we talk yeah. about? <laughs> we looked through the list of like, which one are we both prepped to talk to at the drop of a hat? Right. That we haven't already talked about. Right. Uh, but normally, aside from that one, I like I, I try to um, I rewatch the movie. I try to take notes. 
um, I try to do a little research into the making of, um, and just so I can kind of come prepared with well, and some that's like the fun informed stuff. information. Yeah, that's like that's, that's the, the fun stuff, stuff I care about. Yeah. Um, couldn't with do that with one, this one. <laughs> didn't work. I did go see it a second time. I saw I it yesterday. Um, I'm pulling from Thursday. This is. <laughs> five-day-old information in my head we'll uh, see how well this hopefully works hopefully it'll still be fresh but I mean I saw it I saw it again and I thought going in I was like okay I need to like kind of keep in mind what I'm going to talk about I got to make like a couple notes while I watch uh, the it was when the credits started rolling that I was like wait a minute <laughs> I didn't take I, I totally forgot to take notes yes. during this whole thing and there's really no there's not a lot of information out yet about not really. the making of or any behind the scenes stuff so I think if we waited this, a week, but I'm just really excited to talk about the yeah, movie. Yeah, same. So, I, so all yeah. I have to say is I feel like I'm going to be a little more disorganized this time, but right. that's fine. That's and fine. if you can't tell, the caffeine has already kicked in. <laughs> um, we are drinking Coast Coffee, like always. Mm-hmm. The best coffee. It's very good. Here in Nashville, and so far for me, just in general, um, I truly haven't had any better beans. It's the some of the best coffee beans ever. I don't like to brag, but I think I make a mean pour over with <laughs> she them. She makes a really good cup of coffee. I do. I make a good cup of joe. You do. It's not an exaggeration. It's a good cup of joe. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so Coast Coffee. Back to what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have a message. The ADHD strikes again. Sorry. <laughs> it does. Uh, it wasn't a message. It was just a notification <laughs> I thought was a message, and I was kind of sad. Anyways, um, Coast Coffee. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Words. Um, yeah. What am I saying now? This is what I'm saying. Sorry. Uh, if you guys want some of this fantastic coffee, like I, we can't, I feel like I can't talk about it enough. Like it's, I can't convince you of it any more than just saying like, this is some of the best coffee ever. Um, I hopefully I have convinced people that I know what I'm talking about at this point with as many coffee rabbit trails that I've gone down. <laughs> um, but yeah, guests, listeners, you know, head on over to movies and nope, wrong website. Head on over to coastcoffeeroasters.me. Uh, and then at checkout, you can enter the code movies and mochas 2020 at checkout for 20% off. They have bags of beans uh cold brew coffee soda um face masks you know um and man that coffee soda just hits different it's so good i haven't had it since i stopped drinking soda because that's half of the drink but like it's still my favorite it's a mean coffee soda have you had it i see i'm not a coffee soda fan so just i'm not but have you had his i'm not a soda fan Right. I don't really like carbonation. So I'm like, I don't really okay. want carbonation in my coffee. I might try it sometime. Okay. But I'm, maybe one time you'll bring it. That's what we'll Did you never have it at episode. conference? No. Oh, you missed out. I But I don't think I'd like it. It's so good. But I don't like carbonation. <laughs> but it's so good. Okay. Bring it, bring it sometime when we do an episode. I'll, I'll, I, I'll try it. Yeah. Okay. We'll see because I'm I I'm still early in the getting off soda, so it might be a while. Okay. True. Before I feel confident enough that I won't drink any soda. True. Um, yeah. So it might be a while, but 
anyone who's tired of us rambling, just head on over to coastcoffeeroasters.me. That's M-E. And at checkout, you can get 20% off by entering the code MOVIESANDMOCHAS2020 at checkout. Um, now, on to the movie. Bear with us, please. <laughs> I'll be a little rambly this time, but we, we have a lot of thoughts. Also. We have a lot of things to get through. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, this spoilers, movie, spoilers. At the time that this will come out, will be... 12 days old yeah yeah and we less we, than two weeks guys we are not this holding is, back we are going full depth into this movie we, we will held definitely out spoil it for yeah you. we held out during the uh first impressions and it was really hard very hard and we're just going yeah so spoilers do not listen to this episode if you have not watched black widow yet um please go see black widow Go see it in theaters. Yes, if like, you can, if you movie, feel comfortable, please do. This movie debuted both in theaters and on Disney Plus with the premiere access. And guys, like, if you're, tr- I don't even want to say if you're a true Marvel fan, but if you appreciate the Marvel films whatsoever and you appreciate Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, like, go see this movie in theaters. She deserves to have her character arc finish strong with a the theatrical release. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. she's one of the OG. She's one of the original six. She deserves it. The whole cast, the movie is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's never a bad thing to show Marvel that we want to be in theaters. And want yeah. um, movies led by female heroes, movies directed by well, women. Well, not even that. Well, that to support for that. But then, like, the whole idea of theatrical release versus straight to digital with what right. Disney's doing right. is it's like an extra $40. I looked at it. It's like thirty or forty dollars for the premiere access. Movie tickets are twelve bucks, guys. Movie tickets are twelve dollars. Yeah, like just go to the theater. You know, support your theaters. They're struggling after COVID. Mm-hmm. We all know the whole thing with AMC. Regal is coming out hot right now, but you know it's it's going to be a long road ahead. And movie theaters are crucial to the film culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So please go support your theaters, chain or local, mm-hmm. both. Do everything. If you can go support a local theater, if you have a local yeah. theater, definitely please support them. Support the local um, theaters. Go to a drive-in. Mm-hmm. Go to Regal. Go to AMC. I'm partial mm-hmm. to Regal because I have Regal Unlimited. But, you know, like, and that helps too. You pay a monthly fee and you can go see as many movies as you want. Mm-hmm. You just have to pay the tax, which is like 55 cents. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it is really good. They're making it really easy to go see movies in theaters now that we're open um so yeah go check it out go watch the movie and then come back to this podcast so yes. rants over uh black widow you know i didn't even pull up any information on this so give me one second to imdb to at least give like credit where credit is due this movie came out july 9th 2021 it is directed by kate shortland and uh the crew is oh my gosh phone load <laughs> scarlett johansson florence Pugh, rachel wise david harbour ray winstone and so on and so on like i didn't really recognize anyone's name other than scarlett johansson oh i i knew at least all of the main uh i didn't oh. but i they're phenomenal they're all phenomenal. like i know i keep saying that but yeah I mean, Florence Pugh alone. She Florence was, Pugh is she's really oh, um my goodness. In the past like couple of years, she's really like yeah. come out 
swinging and like made a name for herself pretty quickly because just every role I've seen her in, she does a phenomenal job. And then Rachel Weiss, my girl, I don't know if I said her name correctly, but I've been a fan ever since The Mummy. Uh, she's fantastic. And then David Harbour, I really enjoyed in Stranger Things. So I knew all of them and they all did a great job. Yeah. They, yeah, it was so good. Um, sorry, I'm looking up at Florence Pugh's uh, IMDb. Yeah, Florence Pugh, um, she did Little Women. Mm-hmm. Father did, of the Bride, part three-ish. I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. But I know uh, she really kind of think made her name a name for herself really quickly uh, with uh, Midsommar and Little Women. Yeah. Like back to back. Fighting with my family. Oh, I keep forgetting she was in that one. She did a phenomenal job in that one, too. She was in King Lear in 2018. Lady Macbeth in 2016. Yeah, she's... I'm excited to see where she keeps going. She's going. Yeah. And she's doing great. Yeah, she... Every Uh, role I see her in, I just... She... She completely yeah. takes over man and this one screen this one was so good mm-hmm. uh first off okay let's let's just kind of start at the beginning of like we start off with civil war mm-hmm. Be- and i'm really glad they kind of did mm-hmm. because uh um we like like natasha kind of just falls off the face of the earth after the airport battle right like she has that confrontation with tony uh he calls her a triple agent and they kind of like separate knowing that ross is going to come after her and then we don't really see her we don't see her till infinity war we don't know what happened Mm -hmm. we don't really know what happened to anyone in that time but we at least know that steve broke out the rest of the guys from the raft right and that's all we know uh so it was it was really cool to see like what happened to natasha because the rest of them were fugitives because they didn't sign natasha was on the run because she did and then was in violation of it right whole separate ball game Mm-hmm. We see Ross coming after her. We see her 100% just in charge of the situation. Like she always like is. Like she always is. Um, even before that, my favorite part. I can't believe I forgot about it. We go. To, we start with a flashback of Ohio, which I – that was one of the things I wanted to bring up with this. Um, they were so accurate. They, <laughs> it was the Midwest to a T. They were accurate with the Midwest. I kept telling you. It was so accurate. I loved it. No, but I was going to say, it, the, the, I feel like they did some, they made some decisions with Natasha's like backstory in this one that were very interesting. Not really what I was like expecting for her. It definitely felt very like different from the comics and very like uh, unique to the MCU. Right. And uh, like during the first part, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't really know what, how I feel about the direction we're taking with this, but like, I mean, it worked. I think it worked for the movie. I think it was. I think it worked really well because it story. sets up the idea of family, but like the fact that Natasha feels like her, she doesn't have a real family. Well, we like even. It was a it's fake revealed in Endgame. Right. It's revealed in Endgame. She never even know that the name of her dad right and that's but so that's been like, a through line with natasha through the entire exactly. series if like she doesn't this, really have a family right so the fact that they promoted this one to be all about family and it's like but natasha doesn't i know have family that, so the way they set it up with it was really good and i knew the second that they're like they're in ohio i'm like oh they're spies right it has it's a to sleeper be, cell because otherwise yeah. you are completely rewriting natasha's story and right like 
to a level that just she's not even the same character anymore exactly but that was one of the things I was like kind of worried about when I saw the trailer is that I thought there was going to kind of be some retconning of MCU Natasha in this one where it was like oh she has this whole like family unit she like is close with in Russia and I was like that makes no sense with what we've seen of her through this entire series especially with her it it looked like she made such a clean break right and it just it does it just it completely starts changing her motivations if like because a big motivation is that shield is all she had and then when shield fell the Avengers were all she had. The Avengers were her family. They were her family. They, that was such a heavy thing in Endgame. Right. You know, they they brought it up how many times? Right. And, like, Natasha felt like the Avengers were her family more than, like, I think a lot of the anyone other did. Avengers ever felt more like they than were a family. Did. But it made sense for Natasha because it was like she's she clinging on to yeah. this thing that she has that she doesn't have anywhere else. And so when I saw this trailer and the way they definitely cut it in a way that, like, re- like hid the um reveal that this was like a a fake family unit put together to be a spy sleeper cell and like not a real family that they had like chosen or that they had like they were related or anything like that I but they hit that in the trailer in the trailer I was like what are they doing with this like that if they're gonna do that it might work for this one film but it's gonna suddenly mess up her whole arc and motivations for the rest of the, the MCU and then so I the way they did it in this movie actually really did work because then you have another layer um, layer of Natasha's story of her being like my past is fake and like I was like what they you know they had such control the red room had such control over me and like they even made my family my family was fake and it was just assigned by the red room and like yeah and yeah it it makes a lot of sense with Natasha to do it that way right and even setting up like. You know, the fact that, like, um, like it took, like, what, 21 years. Right, for her to ever see them again. And yeah. she didn't intend to ever see them again. It was kind of by accident she didn't want that she to. saw Yelena again. Yeah, so that's the other thing is, like, uh, so Ohio, we see that the, the sleeper cell kind of deal we see. And then we have a montage of them and of Natasha in the Red Room. Which that was such an odd song choice. I know. I I want to like that intro a lot because I want to like kind of what they did with it. But I I really hate the song choice. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm just like it's I just I, it's not a good pick. I didn't think it was a good fit. Eh, I'll create a disagree. Okay. I don't think it's the best choice, but I don't think it's the worst. Yeah, I just didn't like it. <laughs> I think because I also the just version they kind of don't like the version of that song. The yeah. version they chose is what was odd. Yeah. More than anything else. Yeah. And I just, I think, I, I just don't think the, you know, content of that song fits perfectly with what they were showing. I need to, I need to rewatch it to fully get it. But um, I thought I was like, this is an interesting move to make. The, the intro in general definitely was yes. like having that long extended intro showing like the red room and well, the they, children. Yes. yes. But I think it was needed. Yeah, definitely. Cause you, cause we've only gotten flashbacks really in Ultron. Right. About what happened in the red room. Right. And you need to like fully digest. You need to fully break that down in this one. But how do you do that? while still telling a storyline of today in flashbacks. Right. And so they definitely, it was almost like a, 
just it just yeah it was just a montage yeah it, so, it was like we're gonna um you know quickly bring up the ch- like what childhood would be like in the red room yeah without spending too much time yeah going into flashbacks or this whole thing because they had you know so much else to get through in this movie oh, so much and i think they were probably banking on the fact that like oh you kind of already know the deal with natasha yeah, but we get it i i will say i i am a little like disappointed that overall in the mcu we haven't had like i feel like there there could been more we could have done with her memories of the red room and like yeah but then you also get into this where it's like okay if you really dive into the red room like it's not gonna stay in the overall kind of like right. family friendly like um lighter oh, no. tone because it's the definitely MCU. not yeah a lighter tone so yeah so the montage and then it skips to 21 years later we're at civil war natasha has evaded ross once again which is fantastic because she's a brilliant master spy and she knows what she's doing oh hands down and uh um and we get to like the trailer which is so funny and then like i even the second this scene came on i turned to you like without even hesitation when she's sitting in like an old sweatshirt eating a bowl of cereal watching a movie on her laptop and she's quoting the whole movie instantly i was like oh my gosh it's me i that's one of the things i love about mcu natasha that like over the course of her getting like more and more um like just getting more and more depth each movie getting to be kind of more fleshed out as a character like mcu natasha is a dork and she's corny and i feel like it's something that i haven't read a lot of the black widow comics but like at least the other uh other mediums that I've seen Natasha in, like I've seen her in some of the games and I've seen her like um, in some of the cartoons that are not based on the MCU. And her her character is very different. She's a lot colder. She's a lot like uh, she doesn't joke around and make really corny jokes and quote movies all the time. And I just kind of love that MCU Natasha does that. Like she just it, she's just dorky and she she's not like this, you know, super she started as kind of this super sexy, cold, uh, femme fatale stereotype, and she's very much grown over the course of like the MCU to be like, nah, she's kind of dorky. She sits there and quotes a movie to herself. She like she quoted a movie to Steve and uh, Winter Soldier. Like, she, right? She she's a nerd. <laughs> I love she's it. She's such a nerd, and I love it. But like, <sighs> <laughs> this Moonraker. is the one flaw in Drew's eyes of this movie. <laughs> Moonraker. <laughs> why moonraker well i saw someone say that the base later is very moonraker-ish still so is that okay. why is it is it like well, an easter so egg because i pulled up this article that talks about it and it's uh to quote it i don't even know which article it's a, i just pulled the first one up uh it's like an esquire article mm-hmm. about it um says, Moonraker is a campy blast. Her decision is a little meta, though, really. Moonraker opens with a skydiving scene, which mirrors the ending. Ah, so there was a choice behind it. And then, plus, Moonraker sees its villains hiding out in an eerily similar fashion to how Black Widow's um, people keep... Black Widow's villains keep things secret. Uh, But that's about where the similarities end, aside from the espionage. Okay, but okay, so you're gonna pick two similarities, and that's it. Like that's the reason you have Moonraker. If you just want to, like, there, uh, 
There are so many better options. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, because I, I didn't know. I mean, you get that it's a James Bond movie from the uh, the snippet you see. Because you she don't. says Bond, doesn't she? I don't know. Okay. I caught on that it was Moonraker because I heard them say Moonraker. Ah, The clip of the movie that they play says the word Moonraker ah. in it. See, I had no idea what Moonraker is. I, I'm not yeah, it's, super it's not well informed it. about the old James Bond movies. It's not worth it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Moonraker is the James Bond movie that Natasha is watching alone in her, her trailer. And quoting it. Yeah. Which I, I again, we've talked, she's a nerd. Uh, guys, I quote movies all the time. Like, Sherlock Holmes, I've told you, I can quote that movie from memory. I like, believe it. All the time. I sit and I watch Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes 2, Iron Man, Iron, like, all my favorite movies, I literally can sit, the Jurassic World ones, like, I can sit and just quote the whole movie with it without even thinking. Like, Brittany will be like, Drew, you're quoting it again. Sorry. <laughs> like, so that part I love. But, like, why Moonraker? Why Moonraker? There because are so Natasha many- has bad taste. We've but seen still- this with her corny joke. <laughs> But still, <laughs> at least do from Russia with love. That no, would be that's the one. too on the nose. That's exactly <laughs> why way you should do too it. On the that's nose. exactly why you should do it. You get Sean Connery, which no. is the best. <laughs> then you have from Russia with love, which is just Marvel making fun of itself. Yeah, it's, it's too on the nose. And okay, if you want to stick to Roger Moore, at least do to live and let die. I have no opinions on this. <laughs> At least you live know in the original James like, Bond movies. Well, Roger Moore is not the original James Bond. I, I mean, Sean Connery. Okay, is. I should just say I don't know any pre-Daniel Craig James Bond movies. Yes. <laughs> Which in my head, those are all the original. The best part about this ones, happening so. is it was truly coincidental that three weeks ago was the first James Bond episode I released of this oh, podcast yeah. where we talked about Skyfall. <laughs> now we're back. So I've now. been in kind of a James Bond kick with that. So it was so ironic that her taste in movies in the sense of like, it's definitely James Bond. Fantastic. I can get behind that. I just love that she watches but, like spy movies like that. Like, cause I'm pretty well, that's sure the best part. I'm pretty sure war games, which she quotes in a uh, winter soldier. I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure that's another like espionage. That's uh, the best thriller, part. That's spy. exactly what she should do. And it's perfect. That's exactly like, what she should do. Of course you watch these. But Moonraker. <laughs> Moonraker is the most obscure and pointless James Bond storyline. They send James Bond to space. There is no reason for He's not an astronaut. <laughs> he's not he's an assassin why is he in space there's no reason i was about to say maybe natasha relates because she's an assassin who went to space but then yeah. i realized this is pre-infinity yeah. war in game this is pre-endgame so and for her to know to quote it she watches a lot yeah. no <laughs> no come on there are so many better options than moonraker Maybe one of the people on the crew, maybe like maybe that's the director's favorite James Bond movie. Well, then the director and maybe. I have to have a talk. <laughs> maybe Kate Shortland loves Moonraker. I don't. Well, well, okay. You know, well, then she has bad taste. Is what you're <laughs> then <thinking>. she's wrong. <laughs> yes, but yes, Moonraker. Drew was this. Uh, um, heated about Moonraker when we saw it too. I'm pretty sure this was the first thing she said coming out of the theater. It was. And she said it during the movie. It was. I did. 
<laughs> I did. I did say it during the second the second I caught that it was Moonraker. Was so, like, really? So so when I went really? to go see it again, um uh when I was watching it again when she she her when she's watching it and then her generator craps out mm-hmm. and she goes to go try and fix it, realizes it doesn't have gas, gets her gas tan and is going to go get gas, I was like, Oh, that's why she's driving in her car. You know why I didn't catch that the first time? <laughs> Because I was going out of that me was going Moonraker. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, well, yeah, of course she had to go get gas. Yeah, no, I, I'm I following along. Was like, I don't know why she was in the car. I was just accepting it. She's going somewhere, and then the action happens. Cool. But I'm following along with what's going on while still complaining. <laughs> no, I was very distracted. This is uh, also why I go see movies by myself. <laughs> um, but. Anyways, um, I guess we could talk about that since we've kind of gone right into it. The the car scene with Taskmaster. Oh, Taskmaster. Man. Yeah, let's just talk about Taskmaster. It, for let's a just bit. have the Taskmaster section because I have a lot to say. Um, I, yeah, no, I found it great. When you rewatched it, could you get a better count of all the people he mirrors? Um. Honestly, no, I think I think I still have the same count I originally had, which is there's uh, excuse me. Definitely. No, you're good. Um, Captain America. There's definitely Captain America. That's Winter Soldier with the knife. Definitely. Definitely a Bucky Barnes knife move in there or Winter Soldier knife move. I have to go. Okay, there is. I'm making a note. I need to find out who played Taskmaster like as the. Obviously, because we know the reveal is that. Right, but you you mean the stunt double. Yes. I yeah. need to know who was actually in the suit. Because, because we know. they were doing phenomenally. Oh and whoever To emulate everything so perfectly. Yeah. Well, who I think whoever the fight choreographer was on this one yes. did. Like, this is some of my things to ask favorite fight scene. Like, Why like, am I looking it up? I'm just going to ask Cece. Sorry. <laughs> this is some of my favorite, like, physical combat. Like, like fight scenes like not not big action scenes though i did like the big action scenes but like the actual like hand-to-hand fight scenes hand-to-hand fight scenes are the best are maybe my favorite in the entire mcu like whoever was choreographing this was doing a phenomenal job with not just taskmaster where they're clearly uh emulating like several different avengers yeah so let's finish that count so we have captain america hawkeye okay winter soldier t'challa Yes. Um. I definitely widow, of course. Black widow. Um. I there was one move that where I was like, this could possibly be an Iron Man move, just out not in the suit, of course. But it could also have been a Natasha move, where there was like, because I see a widow do it later in the movie too, where uh, there's one move where he jumps or she jumps and um, like legs together kicks right directly in the chest mm. and i'm pretty sure i've seen uh iron man use that once before just like a version where with flight um so that could yes. have been either a natasha could or a tony both. move but there was definitely like it was very clever the way the choreography constantly keeps switching up the fight moves yeah. be- between the different avengers because that's 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 my so whole thing good. like that's you nailed it with the character oh yeah with the way you did the fight scenes yes that was very cool i mean that first scene where taskmaster appears and like they do the mirroring Uh, so good 
Taskmaster through this whole thing was like, every time Taskmaster comes on screen, I'm like, you're genuinely intimidating and very cool. Terrifying. Yeah. I And I, I actually really did like the decision to change who Taskmaster was. To Dracoff's daughter. That was a shock. It was a shock. I didn't yeah. see it coming. And I like it because I always talk about um, what makes a weaker villain and what makes a better villain. It, like especially in superhero stuff I think the better villains are always the villains that have some kind of connection to the hero it's either like a personal connection or like they're a direct foil of them or like they um they somehow relate to the hero's main like wants or needs or like the theme of the story like if they direct it's not enough for it just to be like well hero is good and wants to save people and villain is bad and is hurting people like that's a boring villain especially in a superhero story. It's always more compelling when the villain is like connected. And so the villain literally being the person that Natasha was willing to kill. And the most haunted about. Yes. And like, this wasn't even someone. Because it's been brought up since 2012. Right. And, and the thing that's so haunting about it is this was someone, this wasn't someone that, that the Red Room told her to go kill. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of the many people she like, you know, she feels still guilty for, but it wasn't her decision. It wasn't even someone she, S.H.I.E.L.D. told her to do. No, this it was, was her, her decision to sacrifice the little girl yeah. to take out a bigger monster. To prove to S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So S.H.I.E.L.D. was a factor, but it wasn't like, this is your first mission. Right. Get rid of this girl. It right. was... Your mission is to get rid of Dracoff. And, and sh- her decision was to use his daughter. Right. Which, man. Right. And that, I think that's, that just, it says a lot about who Natasha is that I think, and who Natasha used to be. Mm-hmm. Of like, it also shows how like desperate she was to leave that situation. Yeah. But like, that's the one that that's more haunting than any person that she could have been ordered to kill. Right. Like, and so choose, changing it to that, to and on Antonia, is that her name? I think. But Dracoff's daughter was, I think, such a wise decision for, like, to tie it back to Natasha, to make it personal. Yeah. I My one complaint with Taskmaster, which I think I said after we saw it, and I had it again the second time I saw the movie. My biggest complaint is that I think the way she ultimately ends up defeating taskmaster is kind of weak and it very much feels like oh she's already taken out the main big bad guy we got to wrap up the movie she just suddenly wins because the thing with taskmaster is you want what makes it such a cool villain and such a like uh difficult villain is that you're you can't just beat them right at their own game with combat like you can't just use the moves you're used to you have to either think outside the box do something unusual outsmart them or like have several people take them on yeah like team up with someone and take them on together like the fact that she could just suddenly overpower her like was a little disappointing and so my argument to that was if you know what to watch for from the first interaction Natasha's figuring it out she definitely figures it out and she's constantly I what I saw was and it was here and there it wasn't it was very subtle in the sense of working out how to outsmart it was all in the head you had to look at you had to see beyond what was on the screen um where I like I could I could see like from figuring out that it is a mirror moment in the first fight that her and taskmaster have to every single one um 
is it each each interaction was one step closer to Natasha figuring out how to actually outsmart her. And I, so I think I think it's just not obvious. See, and it's, I, I it's looked very, for that this second time because you had said that, and I just I still don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, maybe we're just we're viewing it differently, right? But I because it still seemed like the move she uses at the end, going up around, getting her legs up around her neck, chokehold thing. That's a very Natasha move. Well, it feels very that's standard. That's gonna be. They have to have it at least once. I mean, they they had used it, it through the movie. I just well, they, they've used different types. I they didn't use the same chokehold every time in the sense of the same exact move. They definitely did use the leg to a chokehold, but her like signature jump up leg chokehold twist move wasn't used every time. Yeah, and and so I think like they have to throw it in at least once. Because that's just something, like, she's tiny. So yeah. she has to use her I mean, height to her, like, she has to use, she has to get, she has to get to the higher ground. Yeah. But I feel like she used that move in the first battle with Taskmaster. So it's like, theoretically, this should not work again. I don't know. I need to rewatch it. Yeah, true. Is, is true. what, like, I have to, because I don't remember off the yeah. top of my head, I need to rewatch it yeah. if I'm right or not. I do know that, I do remember noticing that they didn't use the, her same signature leg chokehold every mm-hmm. time. I mean, she switches up her style naturally. It just, it still felt like, to me, it felt like because Taskmaster ended up actually being a secondary villain, mm-hmm. with Dracov and the Red Room itself being the main villain, it very much felt like the time for, like, wrapping up the ending was, more of it was allotted to, like, Dracov and the Red Room and her fighting the other windows. And it felt like it was like, oh, we got to quickly overpowered taskmaster where i i kind of wish that there had been a much longer sequence to like just because i think that villain is so cool and the concept is so cool and i think pairing a villain who analyzes fighting moves with black widow is like such a good pairing yeah and because their earlier battles were so good and so compelling and like really cool to watch i just wish that there had been that's like my one complaint with Taskmaster is that right. like I kind of wish there had been more to that final because c- it very much kind of feels like, oh, oh, wait. OK, she she like, oh, she's about to fight. like this is going to be the fight. She's about to take her on. And then it's kind of like, oh, OK, she's she beat her. And that's just like, you know, like my one complaint because they did because what they did with Taskmaster was so good that it's like I want a much longer sequence. I think sequence. it's also a mix of. Like, part of it, I think, is because half the battle is, like, in the air, and they're falling to the ground. So, I also think, like, that might have jarred Taskmaster's stuff a little bit. Maybe. Like, they fell pretty high. Oh, definitely. (laughs) So, like, and they fall while falling to the ground. And then they hit the ground. Yeah. Like, that. I mean, it's not like, oh, this ruined the movie for me. But it was right. like, oh. It's your Moonraker. It's my Moonraker moment for sure. It's your sure. Moonraker. I, like, I even was thinking second time I saw it, I was like, maybe there could have been something with where, um, and I go back and forth on this, but like, I was thinking, well, what if like we don't see where Yelena falls and yeah. then she's ta- fighting Moon, or <laughs> she's not fighting Moonraker. <laughs> she. <laughs> 
um that's drew's personal battle not natasha's yes <laughs> but um like she's fighting taskmaster and maybe like she's you know not able to everything she's trying to do taskmaster still still one-upping her like they're still they're locked in this like battle yeah. of being mirrors and maybe like yelena runs in and it's a like tag team like it's only with yelena's help that natasha's like able to finally beat her right and that could be cool but then i'm also like but i do get the narrative reason for why you want natasha be the only one yeah. to be fighting her because of her connection with her but i don't know that was just me like spitballing what other ways but yeah i mean overall like and again the reason i'm disappointed is because they nailed so much with taskmaster like they did so good with taskmaster it's like oh i really wanted the finale with taskmaster to be as compelling as the rest of it and it just in my opinion it just wasn't but yeah because I don't think her goal was to defeat her no. as much as she just wanted to get the mask off. Right. But it, so even it wasn't felt even like that was like, I don't know. I just, yeah, you, you're right. You know, her goal wasn't to defeat her. So she wasn't trying to, she wasn't trying to finish the fight. No. She was trying to get close enough to get the mask off. And so I think if you think about it like that, that changes the perspective of the fight. Yeah. Natasha's not trying to win. Right. That's fair. She's trying to get close and not die. Um, right. So we have jumped ahead a lot. Yeah. Talking about Taskmaster. <laughs> Were we trying to stay? Well, I mean, just order? so we don't forget things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taskmaster's phenomenal. Oh, so. And the You'll, track for Taskmaster, yes. like oh, the man. music. That first, first fight on the bridge where the car is on fire. It's just good. It's, it's so good. <laughs> very good. Who composed this? Give me a second. Lauren Balf? Balf? Lauren Balf? I don't know. I don't know who this dude is. Is it a dude? Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. Oh, uh, he did the I Tomorrow liked, War. Liked, uh, his Dark Materials. Okay. Bad Boys for Life. Six <laughs> Underground. Gemini Man. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Pacific Rim Uprising. That's a lot. He's done a yeah. lot of action movies. I, I liked, I really liked the... Uh, Lego Batman movie? The, what do you call it, Sting? Like, is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The, like, um, I don't think that's the word at all. But, um, the, like, there's, like, a... a Penguins in Madagascar. Uh, like, particular, like... Son of God. Uh, you keep interrupting my thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> um, there's like a particular like rhythm. I don't know, like a, a, the theme? a theme that plays when Taskmaster is it just theme, um, musical motif I guess that plays when Taskmaster is on. And it's just very good. I liked it a lot. It's very suspenseful. 
Hayley Atwell coming in with all these old British spy movies. Restless. Never heard of it. Nope. A young woman finds out that her mother worked as a spy for the British Secret Service during World War II and has been on the run ever since. What is this? Restless. And I almost want to be like, is it just a Peggy Carter spinoff? Wait, what? I'm very confused with this. Uh, it's a movie that this dude composed. The oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Kung Fu Panda, Assassin's Creed. Rango, Megamind. The Dilemma, Megamind. What else? Psycho. He did an episode of. Apparently there was a TV show about it. And yeah, that's all I recognize. Interest about this restless movie. Uh, sorry. ADHD kind of kicked in for a second. <laughs> the themes the themes for it though are for this movie are great. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh so um Yelena and Natasha I love them. Oh my gosh. I, I was emotionally compromised. I love it this so much. Movie. I there d- Do you just have do you have any siblings? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I have a younger brother. You have a younger brother? Mm-hmm. Okay. So having a sister This is like the perfect representation <laughs> of older sister, younger sister. Oh my gosh. So much. Like we got the brothers with Thor and Loki. And I was always like, this is me and my sister. But this <laughs> is like, oh, it's something different when it's girls. Oh, my God. Like, this is so. And anyone who has sisters knows this. Like, man. And I'm saying this as the older sister. Like, this is the perfect representation of two sisters. And then, and again, Florence Pugh as Elena is just her one-liners, her snarkiness. Guess. Her being Russian. Like, it's just so good. Yeah, she did. A, she you did know, a great job. Her style mm-hmm. is great. Uh, I love this like uh, little through line of like Yelena being free for the first yeah. time ever to make her own choices, yeah. and that she's kind of like figuring out who she is. Yeah, like Natasha's already. We didn't get to see that with Natasha because Natasha had already had the time to like figure out who she was outside of the red room, but like. We're getting to see Elena, like, you know, choose her vest with her pockets yeah. for the first time and, like, be excited about it. And, like, yes, she's just coming into her own. At the end, at the, in the end scene, she's, like, got all these, like, bracelets and, like, rings and, like, earrings. Yeah, she and has trinkets. a dog. Yeah. Like, she, she's, like, clearly, like, finding the things she likes and, yes. like, getting to have her own choices. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a great it's little storyline. The, uh, we're in Budapest, which so happy. Finally understand what happened in Budapest. <laughs> it is something that I had been bugged about since 2012. See, this has never finally, bugged me, but it was, you know, nice to finally see. Finally know what happened. In I just Budapest. always accepted it as they had gone on another mission together. Well, yeah, like but they had what done happened together? That also it reminded how, one of them. How in the world was this like? How in the world know. was the attack of New York? like budapest well wasn't it it was it was natasha that said this, this is just, just like budapest. budapest and hawkeye's like you and i remember it yeah. very differently yeah clint was over there like you mean what the time wrong with you, you you killed a like what is eight-year-old and the we, time we were like, in the vents what are you talking about we were in the vents for three days right like, which wh- i love the subtle nod to 
vent crawling clip. Yeah, the weird 2012 uh, fandom interpretation of Clint Barton. Where Living he, in the vents. It was good. I did laugh at that because I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Did they do this on they purpose or was this a very happy accident? No, they <laughs> like, had to. I feel like they had to. They had to. It was so it's good. such a thing but that's then, so prominent in the fandom that it was very And the, and the thing in the fandom is like, what happened in Budapest? Yeah. We never know. And now we know. And I love it. So, anyways. Natasha and Yelena for the first time. That fight scene. It's so good. Oh my gosh. It's so good. That's what I'm talking about. The the, the physical hand to hand combat in this mu- movie. Honestly, I think it rivals so, Winter Soldier. I th- I think it's better than Winter Soldier, and I thought Winter Soldier was fantastic. Yeah. But I enjoyed the fights I, in this more. I don't know if it's better. I think they're pretty equal. I would say yeah. Th- that's because good. the thing I with en- Winter Soldier is it's more fast paced yeah in the sense of like crap someone's going to die yeah like almost like the urgency of i mean the winter soldier is a mindless killer so Mm -hmm. it's like he's just going Mm -hmm. and then the other is well it's like taskmaster and natasha it's like that same kind of deal but it's all hand to hand and so i think but i i think they're i think they're pretty equal I don't think one's would, better than the I, other. I, I think they're that. both up there. I think they're equal. I just think I enjoyed this. Well, yeah. These ones more. These ones are great. But yeah. Also no. probably because it's newer. You've seen Winter Soldier a little uh, more. Uh, that's true. You're uh, used this to was that more. One. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of the things I love about that fight with her and Yelena oh, is so, good. so much in the MCU. We've seen Natasha's like kind of slinky, smooth. The like, only other time I've really seen this. Well, not the only time. We saw it in... Um, in Avengers, when her and Clint fight, that little scene is—I feel like it's kind of really forgotten. But oh that yeah, hand when to she's hand, like they're like that tugging each other's hair. Like yeah, he she's biting, he's pulling hair. Yeah, uh, that's true. That hand-to-hand combat, they're yeah, they're right going there, at it. and it's phenomenal. And this feels like yeah. that too, where like so much of her fights, we see the very like smooth takedown, suave. Suave, suave. This was like. Nah, these are two trained killers who are going at it, yeah. trying to kill each other. Yep. Doing like using anything, fighting dirty, using anything at their disposable. Oh, yeah. Dis- dis- you know what I meant? Uh, disposal. Um, yeah, I was like, what did you say wrong? <laughs> disposable. 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 I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, like it just, it was a brutal fight. So good. And it, it was so good. The, it was screaming, like choking. Choking. Man. It just. It it all, I brutal. love it. It's very skilled. And then at the same time, you it's 100% two sisters fighting. Yeah. Oh, man. Go at it. You're dirty. You fight dirty with your sister. Oh, very dirty. This and was, it was very so dirty. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Like um, breaking a plate over her face. Like very, very Oh, yeah. Dirty. Breaking the plate. But also, it's interesting. Choking each other with a drape. Like, <laughs> that was where they both have the drape around each yeah. other and they're both and it's just at that point it's just matched, calling uncle like oh it's just it's so called it's who's gonna call uncle yeah. first but it was also like it's really interesting because they really are going at it because like they don't know if they can trust each other at that moment yeah like like natasha doesn't know if she's still with the red room or like what's going on and so it's like you might actually right. be my enemy yeah um so them breaking the Red Guardian out of prison. <laughs> that was a fun scene too. Oh my gosh, that that's I, like I feel like this one 
the the hand-to-hand was the best those sequences but the action sequences were like really fun too the action sequences and and then him just automatically being like trying to be a dad again and it's a mix of like the embarrassment and the annoyance of your dad trying to be a dad and then at the same time of like you literally haven't like you weren't my dad and you didn't really raise me and also you literally turned me back over yeah to the thing that was my worst nightmare yeah so you have that, but then at the same time, it's almost like, oh my gosh, dad, stop. Yeah. It's like a mix of both, and it's really great. And honestly, half the time, I was like, just shoot him. Like, just shoot him in the leg. Honestly, Not to kill him. Like- <laughs> Not kill him, just maim him a little. Yeah. You know. That's yeah, a I love when something. Yelena smacks him in the face. It was like, yeah, he had that coming. Like, yeah. he, he literally just sat there and watched as, like, Dracoff took them away again. He Yelena calmed them down. Six. Yeah. He calmed them down. Yeah. I like I almost wanted more of a moment of them going off on him because yeah. like that genuinely like again this is this is um not again I, I think said this, I think a bit of it is that they know how to compartmentalize yeah and they had much bigger things to worry about yeah and there is more to deal there's like so much in the movie yeah. to deal with it's already long I do think one of the thoughts I was having with this movie is I it it is an MCU movie and it overall keeps like, it's a little more serious than other MCU movies. It has its moments of humor and just like fun action, but it is more, a little more serious, but it's a, ser- it's a more serious topic. Yeah. And I honestly feel like it even could this one, especially you could have gone a even more serious, oh, yeah. darker tone. And I almost kind of wish at times they did it. Well, I think part of it is also just the actors themselves just pull humor out. Yeah. You know. Well, I definitely think it's an MCU thing to yeah. do to overall keep it like um very overall lighthearted, overall yeah. funny. And I do think at times they hurt themselves sometimes by doing that where it's like, no, you would benefit from like having a more serious character moment here. Right. And not breaking it with a joke. I don't think this one really like did that badly with it, but it is like like you could have you really could have gotten into like the fact that he literally sold them out to like let well, them go not sold them out but like yeah, let, let them, them go, go back, back without ever caring about like what he's sending them back to but he, he didn't care he didn't care literally the second they were in cuba yeah he cared about himself and that's yeah, that's the care. third line with his I whole think, character i think th- i think deep down he did because you can't spend three years raising two little kids and not care right. about them but like they're russian <laughs> it's just like i almost wish there was a little more yeah uh there could have been like more serious handling of like the red room in this one yeah. and ultimately it's an it's a mcu movie it wants to stay ultimately it's lighthearted it's and fun. also a mixture of a close like closure and setup you're closing out Natasha's cycle and opening up to set up for Yelena. Right. And that's so it's, you're ultimately not gonna f- what this yes. is about. And that's all and that's all it is. And that's why I love is like you go into it being like, This is for Natasha and mm-hmm. then you find out this movie is Yelena. Mm-hmm. You know, this is It's very much like a sneaky origin story for Yelena at the story. same time that you're like closing out the unfinished business. You're in getting Natasha's the closure story. for Natasha. 
that you never had yeah at the same time you're like this is Elena's story because that family dinner scene is really like very powerful it's very powerful it's and I honestly I think the family dinner is like a great mixture of humor that goes into seriousness yeah and I think they handled that scene really well I think Florence Pugh just like she is the one who really brings the emotion in that scene like but then just the two of them taking shots as yeah as the they're others like, are just clue their their quote unquote parents are clueless to like clueless how being messed up these gross, two actually are from like yeah being embarrassing yeah it it's being like, uh um ignorant mm-hmm. very ignorant intentionally to like, ignorant of it yeah yeah it it definitely like it it works the movie works as it is. But I do think, like, yeah, if this wasn't the last movie we were getting with Natasha, if this wasn't the last thing in her story, and if maybe this was even her, like, first movie or an origin story, something, it would have benefited from going a little, little darker with it, a little more serious. Because, like, her past truly is... Oh, it's very dark. Dark. And oh, it's very dark. Like, haunting. And very... It wrestles with a lot of, like, um, yeah, very, you know, dark concepts. But... I mean, this was the last one for her. It wasn't, like, setting up more for character. It was very much just, like, closing, like you said, closing the the chapter or closing the book on it. Definitely. And, I mean, I, I like what we got. I just do. It almost does feel at times like this is a um, grittier spy thriller buried in a Marvel action superhero movie i think it i think it echoes winter soldier very well Mm -hmm. because winter soldier was a political thriller hidden within a superhero movie this one is very much espionage Mm -hmm. hidden in a mm, superhero movie Mm -hmm. um and like because in that sense like you know going back to james bond like even though it's moonraker this is a very james bond-esque film yeah, it's the it's very the over much. the top esp- it's the big over the top action espionage stuff, not Spy. the like I down got, to earth. And it's great. I got a lot of James Bond and even Charlie's Angels from this. It's like a good mix of both of those. Um and yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. It's just it's good. It's de- I mean, it's definitely an MCU movie. Like it, it that is a good one to be the first one back. Yeah, and it was fun, and I I, enjoy- yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I just part of me is still like, man, I kind of want to see the cut where this is like a pure spy thriller with Natasha Romanoff and Yelena Boleva, but like or Belova, however you say her name, Yelena. But um, but at the same time, I'm like, I you know, this fits the MCU. Yeah, and it, it is their brand, and yes, and man, that end credit scene. Yeah, painful. Oh, it got me. I was so hoping to hear the whistle back. I knew it when it happened. You know, one of those things where it's like, you know, but you wish. It's one of those moments where you know they're the setting. Whistle. You know they're playing you. And, like, you can see then, it in the edit. You're and like, then mm. Julia Lee Dreyfus. Yeah. Just. Who is always fantastic. Phenomenal. Her, it's my favorite line in the whole movie. Sorry, I'm allergic to the Midwest. <laughs> it is genuinely probably my favorite line in the whole movie. Because um, it's so accurate. <laughs> so accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I love that this was fun fact. I haven't really said fun fact this time. No, there hasn't been a lot of fun facts to give just our opinions. 
Um, but fun fact is this was supposed to be her original debut into the MCU. And you haven't seen these episodes yet. No, because I'm, so, I'm super behind you are a Winter little, Soldier. Which I can't <laughs> say Falcon anything. I can't say anything because I'm behind on Loki. But um, so her character of Val comes up in this one with Yelena and in the end credit scene um, and is talking to her and it gives this huge twist of Hawkeye Clint is now Yelena's next target and I'm so in inter- I'm so curious about how that's gonna work with I Hawkeye to see it. and what yeah there's I have so many things I can't get into but uh, this was gonna be her debut and it was gonna be one of those where it's like you don't know who she is her name is Val that's all you know because that's what Elena calls her she calls her Valentina Valentina that's yeah. her full name yeah um calls her Valentina and that's all you know that was supposed to be the intro and then because this movie kept getting pushed back right she then came in in falcon and the winter soldier in episode five after john walker gets out of his uh hearing with the u.s after being stripped of his title of captain america she comes over and just owns the room like a hurricane just comes in and then leaves and it's she oh man it's so good (laughs) it's so good i can't wait for you to watch it because I mean, I Man. love her as an actress. She's phenomenal. Oh, it's so, so good. I just she, got excited to see her because yeah. I was like, what's her name again? Julia Lee Dreyfus. Julia Lee Dreyfus. I was like, Julia Lee Dreyfus. Like, I love well, her. Well, that's how but- I was with when I saw her walking down in episode five. I was like, is that? No. <laughs> what? Everybody's coming what? into the MCU at this point. So I was looking it up and I was like, oh my gosh, it is. And then she's back in episode six and she does phenomenal. And then now she's here in Black Widow and I'm very excited to see what her role is um yeah mm-hmm. yeah black widow i'm excited to see where that goes i'm excited to see more yelena they did i'm, sh- I'm a excited. great job making me very attached to yelena very quickly and yes. a lot of that was florence Pugh. i was not expecting to be that attached Just to the character the emotion she put into her like so you good. feel her heartbreak yes like you feel i think yelena is where you best feel the real effects of the red room and how oh. terrifying that is like she 100 percent. you feel her heartbreak and her trauma 100%. and her terror and like it's she did such a good job with that because she's so good yeah very good yeah um yeah that's black widow um very much a more opinionated episode rather than yeah. a factual episode i mean because but there's not a lot that we know yet yeah i and Although I will say for everyone listening, n- come back. Make sure you check it out next week because um, I have the wonderful, amazing opportunity to talk to Cece Ice, who was one of the stunt doubles for Scarlett Johansson in this film. Yay! And uh, she's also doubled for Elizabeth Olsen in several other Marvel projects, WandaVision, Endgame, Infinity War, Ultron. And I think Ansel War, I think she's been Elizabeth's stunt double the whole time, Through if IMDb is correct. Oh, wow. Um, And so, yeah, come back next week. And I'm excited. I don't know what she's going to say yet, uh, but I'm super excited to learn everything from her. Yeah, I'll be super About excited. this show, about Black Widow, about WandaVision, about just being a female in the stunt world. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to, to hear all of it. So hopefully you guys will come back. Uh, for next week and thanks for listening to this one before you cut can i add one more thing and then you can cut it back in of course awesome because <laughs> it's one moment i wanted to talk about it and i forgot um 
could can we just talk re- really quick before we end about maybe one of my favorite Natasha moments in the entire MCU that this movie gifted us with in which Natasha goads the bad guy into is that the right word I want I think yeah uh gets him pissed off so that he will punch her in the face to sever the nerve yes to like literally get rid of his own uh her, her own weakness why she can't kill him and then he can't even do it so she does it herself she slams like a word i can't say (laughs) she oh man slams her own face into the desk and let's talk about the audio own let's talk about the audio because that that crack crack uh, that is one of the coolest things that Natasha has ever done and it is so perfectly in character and then she to be like and she sets it back Yes. She just grabs her nose and Yes. Like but just the fact I love I love it was such a perfect yeah. Natasha moment of like literally so she's good. tricking you. You think you have her in a powerless position. You think that you have all the power in the room. You think that like she she plays it like she's scared. I caught like on when I saw the blood on her nose. I was like Oh, she's blocking it. She's blocking the smell. She's blocking the smell to punch. I gotta say, I didn't catch on, even though in retrospect I should have, because yeah. it's such a Natasha move. Like to be like when she turned around, she's I was like, she's getting, she's goading him into giving her answers. I got on that. Things. I got. I knew that and was one hundred percent a Natasha. Kept going, she kept wiping her nose. I'm like, oh, she's covering her nostrils with the blood, so all she smells is blood, and all she smells is the copper and the metal of her blood. And oh my gosh, she's gonna beat him. And I was not expecting it to be where she had to completely break her nose. Right. That took me off guard. That, I just. I was on the right track, but I was not expecting that to happen. Yeah. I I totally got the, oh, she's tricking him to reveal all the information about, like, where all the widows are stationed. It's a classic espionage move. Classic. And it's just, it's so Natasha to be like, I'm going to get you talking. Show your entire hand. Because men are overconfident. Yes. I, I mean, that is her thing. She uses the fact like she 100 percent was playing up the fact that she was scared of him. Yeah. Like, I think at first she was. I think at first, probably when she realized she he, couldn't pull a trigger, couldn't punch that, though, she knew it was going to happen. Still, the reality of like actually experiencing it. experiencing it. And this is the man who represents all of her pain, all of her pain. So, like, I'm sure some of it He's was a real. ghost to her. Right. He's a literal ghost. Right. She but like he was dead. But she's so good that she can use even if it if she really is scared. Yeah. She can use it as a tactic, as a weapon. And I just Natasha's line that she's used twice now of thank you for your cooperation where she she knows she's got okay. you. She knows she's backed you into a corner. She knows she's one step ahead of you. Like she got you talking because you were overconfident and you thought you were better than her and more powerful than her. She's used, she's done this, it, you know, this is her move. And it's just, it's, ah, I love her. I love her. And I loved that move, that move. I love that moment. And the, the fact that she literally would go the, as far as breaking her own nose. Mm-hmm. Just, I love her. It was great. It was so good. And I also love um, one other thing to just got to mention is I, I love sorry I know <laughs> I keep going I just I love that they freed that this was about freeing the other widows that the widows weren't the enemies the right. the other girls who were 
manipulated and, and forced into this. They that that ultimately They're they the saved them at yeah. the end, and they were the victims, and they get to go on and leave lead better lives. And I kind of hope that when we see more Yelena, we get to see more of the other widows. Oh, too. she's one hundred percent the leader of them now. Oh yeah, like I want this whole squad of like she's, former like it's the Marvel version of Charlie's Angels. Yes, I'll it's take 100%. it. I want I want to see them all slowly buying their own vests with pockets and their own their own trinkets and yeah. it's it was it was very good yeah yeah last black widow mm-hmm. go see it it was fun go it see was, it again it was a it was another good it was it's a good one yeah yeah <laughs> all right thanks for coming on and talking yeah of course thanks for having me i yeah. always have fun until next time that's it for this week guys thanks for listening and if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list let us know what you want us to talk about you can also find us on instagram facebook and twitter just look for the movies and mochas podcast have a great day guys